Welcome to the best night ever, your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi. Hey friends, welcome back. This is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and you're listening to The Best Night Ever. The show is dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. Back in the studio again, I got Dwayne. Dwayne, how's it going? It's going great. Summer's started. Starting to heat up here in Southern California. Yeah. Everything's good. Speaking of summer, we're going to talk a lot about that coming up. But first, I kind of want to tell you a quick story about something that uh, uh, I ran into uh, a while back when I was at this retreat in in Turkey. I got to hang out with this world record freediver, and and freedivers focus on something called apnea. Obviously, I treat patients for sleep apnea, but apnea itself means it's Greek for without breath. And and apnea in regards to what's called freediving is people who, on purpose, hold their breath and then dive down to the depths of the ocean, uh, see who can go the farthest, the deepest, the longest. It's pretty amazing. So I got to meet an actual world class world record holding freediver her name is Hanley Prinsloo and she gave a presentation there and we got to spend the whole weekend together I asked her tons of questions about breathing and oxygen and freediving uh, I'm a terrible diver uh, deep ends already give me all kinds of issues so uh, learned a whole bunch of tricks as far as pressurization and and getting a lot more connected with water um on her presentation, she said something that was interesting. She thinks we're more aquatic than terrestrial, uh, which I found fascinating. Uh, lots of reasons why humans should be spending more time in water and around water. But uh, one of the things that um, was really cool that I got to do with her it w- was a breathing exercise uh, to kind of mimic uh, sea mammals. Uh, and she actually, between me and about 20 of us, uh, gave us a couple of exercises. And within about 15 minutes or so, I actually held my breath for over three minutes Wow! on land. You know, it, it was insane. I, and I couldn't believe it. She basically just said, close your eyes, went through some exercises and hold. And then at each minute mark, she would give us these visualizations. That's a long time. Three minutes is a long time. Yeah. Try, try doing about a minute on your phone and see how that goes. And yeah. then add two more on top of that. The funny thing is, in, in relation to kind of sea animals, uh, dolphins hold their breath for about eight minutes. So I'm almost half dolphin. Which was kind of cool. Interesting. Half dolphin. Yes. All right. So speaking of dolphins and holding breath and oceans and all that, I want to talk about something called the mammalian diver reflex. Let's try that again. Mammalian diver reflex. Um, This was something that was discovered in 1962 by a Swedish-born researcher working in the U.S. Uh, His name was Per Scholander. Okay. Uh, Did a fascinating study. Check this out. He basically gathered a team of volunteers, covered them with electrodes uh, to measure their heart rates, and then placed them in a water tank. Uh, and what happened was he monitored their heart rates as they dove down to the bottom of the tank. So why did he do all this, right? Uh, he did this because what he discovered was that water triggered an immediate and profound decrease in heart rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, This is the diver reflex instinct. Uh, he, you know, To take it even further, he had them hold their breath, dive down again, strap themselves into a bunch of fitness equipment, Uh, at the bottom of the tank and do a short, vigorous workout. And despite even that, their heart rate still slowed down, okay? Wow. Uh, So no matter how hard they exercised, uh, their heart rates were going down, 
And what this, he discovered was this mammalian diver reflex uh, was something that is innate to all humans. And what's happening is a couple things. Uh, one, you're getting what's called slower heart rate or, or bradycardia. So heart rate slowing down, that means less oxygen util- utilization. You're using less oxygen because you can't replenish oxygen because you're underwater, right? Makes sense. Okay. You're also getting what's called peripheral vasoconstriction. What that means is your extremities are, um, the blood vessels are tightening up and the blood is getting diverted towards your core or your, your, your center of your body because your heart and your brain are there and your spleen, which we're going to talk about, and, and they need the blood supply and the blood flow and the oxygen flow, right? Um, one of the other reasons you get that is because in response to pressure, as you go deeper in water, um, the blood in the core keeps these organs from collapsing from pressure, uh, specifically your lungs. Um, one other thing you get is what's called the spleen effect. And, and this is something that Hanley taught me as well, too, is that the spleen uh, used to be thought of as kind of like a leftover redundant organ uh, to the liver. Uh, but the spleen acts like a red blood cell reservoir uh, and actually contracts when subjected to diving pressure. So what that means is your spleen will shrink as you go down deeper in the ocean. But think of it as a sponge that's releasing these red blood cells to counteract the, the absence of oxygen to get more red blood cells uh, through your body so you can increase oxygen capacity. Uh, so that's why people going back to free diving and, and being able to hold your breath, these types of people uh, have larger spleens. Uh, same thing with uh, some of the sea mammals there. So That's amazing. So I, so I always thought I was always so relaxed in the bathtub because of the candle. You know, and and the uh, the aromatherapy and the candle, yeah. but uh, no, you know. <laughs> Although there is something about taking a nice bubble bath, which is uh, comforting. Um, so going back to the study, here's the deal, and and why are we talking about this anyways? Is because we're going to talk about uh, the summertime temperatures, how to get better sleep, how to sleep cooler. And I figured we'd talk a little bit about water, but this mammalian diver reflex only happens when our face is when our face is submerged underwater. And water fills the nostrils, mm. okay? So if you're sticking your hand in a bathtub or a leg, ain't going to work. You actually have to get your, your face. And the best way to do this is get a big bowl of water, fill it with ice or just cold water, cooler than the, amp, uh, the ambient air temperature. Dunk your face in, let the water kind of fill into your nostrils, and then watch the heart rate go down. So it was such a big discovery that they actually called it the master switch of life. All right? On to the show. So we're talking about summertime and sleep uh tips and i've got nine of them nine tips for staying cool in the summer all right and i think right i mean staying cool is a big deal i know for me um if i'm hot it's much more difficult to sleep both if it's hot outside or if i'm you know if i'm getting hotter or sweating it just it's harder to sleep so you know uh so this is great, especially up here uh, in Southern California, where I know last summer, geez, you know, we had temperatures over 100 for yeah. an extended period. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. When the, when the temperatures go up a lot like that, it, it really can take a toll on your sleep unless you do something to fight back against at it. And we're going to talk about nine of them that might help you sleep cooler because if you don't, you're going to pay the price. So tip number one is kind of the obvious one. It's what we're sitting in in this room right now in the studio is air conditioning. Uh, obviously, um, 
as it gets hotter, you're going to probably need to use the AC more if you have access to it. The optimal room temperature, 68 degrees or colder. Some people say 65. Uh, I think that's getting a little bit excessive. It's a little chilly. That's a little and chilly. E- and expensive. And too. expensive, right. So AC may or may not be the best solution. Um, another option, tip number two, is a shower. So there's a little bit of debate here whether you should do a cold shower or a warm shower, Okay. I like to think of this as a, a biohacking or experimental opportunity. I, I say try one one night, try one the other night. The reason for the cold shower is that it might be able to cool your core body temperature, which is what we want because sure. our body temperature needs to go down typically about 1 to 2 degrees, and that's around around 10 p.m. as the body temperature actually will start to creep down. So the cold shower might actually help accelerate that. On the other hand, a warm shower or warm bath causes vasodilation. Uh, vasodilation is when our blood cells open up and we release heat. So uh, that might make the room feel colder uh, and you'll have warm uh, extremities as well too because if you have cold hands and feet, you're not going to be able to go to sleep. They actually have to be the same temperature as your body core. So, Yeah, so for me, I, I generally prefer a hot shower. But if I go to work out, you know, if I've had a vigorous workout, yeah. um, you know, I'll always take a cold shower. Yeah, and that's generally what I do. Uh, same thing, I do a lot of this hot yoga stuff, and it's usually in the evening after work, and that's a really hot workout. And then I do a super cold shower, and it uh, fa- feels fantastic. I sleep like a champ. Yeah. All right, next tip here is, uh, has to do with your sheets uh, and your pillows and your pillowcases. Uh, quick, easy tip is to throw those in the freezer. Uh, so easiest way to do this is, is maybe take like your top sheet, uh, probably won't, won't be able to take an entire comforter in there, but like a sheet or a pillowcase, put it in a plastic bag, uh, throw it in the freezer for about 10 to 20 minutes, let it get nice and cool and chilly, and then bring it back, throw it on the bed. So it so it doesn't feel wet, though? No, no, because it's, it's just cold air. Okay. You're not wetting the sheet. You just, okay. just put them in a bag, throw them in the freezer, just Got cool it. them down. Okay. Kind of like a reverse uh, dryer. Um, another tip for you here is an eye mask with a cooling pad. So you can find these online. I've seen them before. Yeah. Uh, you get kind of a two-in-one, two, maybe three-for-one with an eye mask with a pillow. Uh, what will happen is... Um, or four-for-one because you can use it for Halloween. You could be Batman, right? <laughs> Poke a couple holes. But speaking of that is you're, you're getting the sunblock, uh, not the sunblock, but you're getting the light blocking of the eye mask, which can be beneficial, obviously. Uh, the cooling pad is going to help maybe lower body temperature or at least your head temperature a little bit. Uh, and then uh, you will also potentially get uh, reduced eye puffiness. Hmm. So a nice little hack there. Next one for you is a fan. We all have fans in our house generally, right? Yeah, and, and for me, um, I always have a ceiling fan going yeah. at, at night in the bedroom, right? I mean, yeah. it just one, it's just nice to have it on low and just constantly having a little bit of air coming down yep. and then um you know and honestly the other thing too that i think uh might even help is just that that consistent noise that i get out of the the ceiling fan yeah so there could be a white noise effect to yeah. it uh and yeah. the other is if you have like a like a floor fan or a table fan and, and if it's actually cooler outside than it is in your room what you could do and you can open a window is uh, crack the window open, face the fan towards the outside, and let it vent the warm air out of the room. Mm. All right. Next tip for you here, I don't know who does this and who doesn't. I'm a big fan, is sleep naked. Sleep naked. Yes. Uh, Less is more when it comes to this here. And the whole reason is, you know, just less is more. Let let, let the body heat uh, get escape. 
certainly don't want to be in a bunch of flannel pajamas in the middle of summer on a 85 degree night right yeah it's interesting you know when it's really hot um it's difficult for me to sleep because i i like being under a sheet or a blanket or something right so um so it's not like i can just fall asleep you know just plop down on the bed fall asleep so but uh, yeah, I like the, uh, the, the yeah. I mean, it takes a little idea. bit of preparation. You can't just be sitting on the couch watching TV and all of a sudden you're asleep and didn't work, right? No, you got to kind of dedicate yeah. to it. Uh, so yeah, so you're not recommending watching TV naked. It's sleeping naked. Hey, you can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, right, I'm on to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. Okay, so this one is cooling bed pads and mattresses. Uh, you may have seen these. Uh, usually, kind of like a bluish gel type material. They can go on top of your entire bed. Uh, they can go inside inside your pillowcase as an insert, or uh, the entire pillowcase itself can be kind of cooling. And um, I haven't been a huge fan of these, but some of these uh, people say that they have good luck with as far as just using something to kind of uh, soak up the heat. I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, the whole bedding industry just seems like it's just going through this huge disruption. There seems to be, you know, 50 different new mattresses that, you know, you're always seeing on Instagram or Facebook or even on television. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, you know, I don't know if they're actually any different than the old traditional mattresses, but my gosh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, they're called Ben in a Box, and uh, they all yeah. show up to your house rolled up, vacuum-sealed on a box, kind of like a tube, and you uh, will open it, and it kind of inflates in your red room. It's very dramatic and cool and looks neat on Instagram, but uh, I don't know. I mean, and then there's the beds where you have you know, heating and cooling, and, and, and there's uh, biometrics on how you sleep, and I think it's called a sleep number bed. One of those is... Super fancy as far as the technologies out there. So do they still have water beds, right? I mean, years and years ago, I actually had a water bed. I know, and, I know you would have had a water bed right? years ago, yeah. But do they still make I, those? I think they still do. Okay. I, I, I'm not a big fan. I've slept on them a couple times. Um, yeah, I'm not big on them. Yeah, I think that was a rel- relic it's just, of the 70s. It's just so hard to have like a bowl of chips and a, a drink, right? Because as soon as you move, they, everything dips off. I, I think they come with a mirrored ceiling when you order okay. the bed, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we're wrapping up the show here. I got a couple more for you left here. Uh, this is my probably my number one pick for bed uh, or sleeping cool in the summertime right now um, is bed coolers. Uh, and, and there's two big ones out there. One's called the Chili Pad. The way that works is it's basically like a water pump uh, connected to a sheet that has a bunch of tiny little tubes through it, and it's basically pumping either cold water or I guess hot water or warm water in the in the winter time, but. Uh, the water is circulating kind of underneath your sheets and uh, keeping you cool at night. Uh, I've used that. I found that to be it was a little interesting just because I would get kind of colder spots in certain areas, and, and it did have a little bit of issue as far as still sweating. It really wasn't doing much as far as kind of wicking away moisture. Uh, so my, my biggest pick right now is the BedJet. Uh, BedJet, you can see it on online on Amazon. Is there? Um, it's become very popular. Uh, I, I've had one and then I just got the latest generation and what it is, is it's like a little box that sits on the side of your bed and it's blowing air instead of uh, circulating water. And the air is going through a, a kind of a top sheet that has little holes in it and, mm. uh, cools you off with air versus water. I think it's a fantastic solution. And it's not too loud, right? It's not too loud. It's just a quiet little, and, and actually it's, it's kind of soothing. It's like a white noise. 
Yeah, I like that idea much more than uh, the chili pad. I don't know if I like the idea of the water flowing. The through water them. was an issue also because there's water in there and it's stagnant throughout the day, and you can get. I got some algae yeah. growth in it. It was, and then I had to buy some kind of algicide type material to. to yeah, kill that it just and, that seems a little bit yeah high maintenance. The bed jet's great. It'll uh, it'll cool you. It'll keep you dry. I haven't had a sweaty sleep night in a long time, which is fantastic. My sleep scores have gone up through my trackers, so I'm a big fan of that. And so, let me ask you this: so, you know, I know a lot of us when we sleep, it seems like we get hotter and we sweat. What's what is actually going on there? I mean, your your temperature, your core temperature drops as we fall asleep, but throughout the night, you know, when we go through stages of sleep, uh, you could go elevate again, uh, and it, and it could be a response to that. Yeah, um, but generally, and when you do sweat, I, I find that it does disrupt your sleep. You know, you notice it. You, the the yeah. sheets start sticking to you, and, and you wake up, and it's just an uncomfortable thing. So, if we can avoid that, the better. Uh, last one here is, is kind of an, an obvious one, but with a caveat is drink plenty of water. It's obviously the summertime. Humidity's down, at least in L.A., temperature's up. Uh, you want to stay hydrated throughout the day, but you don't want to drink too much water close to bedtime. I typically stop a couple hours before because if you do, well, then you're going to be making a trip to the bathroom, which is a whole other disruption. So, Yeah, it's a tough one, right, because uh, you don't want to drink a bunch of water and then have disrupted sleep all night from, you know, constantly going to the bathroom. Right. Um, so, yeah. So that is a wrap as far as the tips go for sleeping cooler in the summer. Uh, hopefully you can try some of these out. Let me know what you think. Uh, I generally do just about all of them every night. And uh, my sleep has been better than it's ever been. Yeah, and, and those who came into the uh, the show here a little bit late. Obviously, you can uh, start the show over, but if you miss anything, you can always get additional information. Uh, just go to snoreexperts.com. There's a link there yeah. uh, for the radio show. Also, a phone number there where you can actually uh, call the office of uh, Dr. Jay Corsandi at Snore Experts and uh, Jay's got offices throughout Southern California, uh, so uh, Encino, Pasadena, um, West LA, uh, Irvine, and uh, you know they're they're certainly servicing that Beverly Hills area and even all the way up into Santa Clarita, yeah, and Valencia. The other thing, if you have show ideas, right, we're always uh, looking for good show ideas or any questions that you might have. Definitely reach out. Uh, you know, I know you're really active on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. If you want to kind of take this a little bit further or dive, de dive deeper into it, you can reach out to me on Snore Experts on Instagram or the Facebook group. Uh, we're, you know, we're pushing close to 5,000 people on there. It's kind of a neat, active community of people reaching out to each other as far as how they're sleeping and what they could do to sleep better. So that's always a lot of fun. And I, uh, you know, I think with the Facebook group, just the idea of collaboration and, you know, sharing an issue that you might have or looking for an answer, right? All of that is ideal. And there's a great opportunity for you to uh, really optimize your sleep. There's always lots of good information, videos, and that sort of thing. 
on the social media networks there with on, on Instagram and Facebook. So I definitely recommend you give that a shot. All right, everyone. Hope you have a cool sleep night. Uh, as Dwayne said, if you have any questions, reach out to us on snoreexperts.com, on Instagram, on Facebook, or locally in the LA area. Feel free to uh, schedule an appointment. Come on in and we can chat in person, have some fun, hack your sleep. And that's a wrap for today. See you next time. Oh, by the way, if you are into podcasts and you're listening to this one, uh, feel free to share it with someone or you can also download previous episodes that we talk about all kinds of different things related to sleep and hacking and getting the best night ever of sleep uh, on the Apple iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Have a great summer. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Best Night Ever. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. If you missed the show, The Best Night Ever can be heard on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you again and tell a friend. 